This and every episode of Wrecked Podcast is brought to you by Beeksy Exchange, an upcoming cryptocurrency exchange built in collaboration with One Market Data. Beeksy is bringing legacy finance speed, power, and sophistication to crypto for the first time. With 225,000 transactions per second per pair, comparable to NASDAQ, 15 order types on day one, with 25 order types on full rollout, and a dedicated customer support team, Beeksy is setting itself apart from the competition. Check out Beeksy today at Beeksy.com and pre-register today at Beeksy.com slash registration to get your free Beeksy exchange tokens. That's Beeksy.com, B-E-A-X-Y dot com. Hi, this is Flory from BlockFi. I'm the co-founder of the company, and this is Rekt. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how are you, buddy? It's a good day. Spring is in the <clears throat> spring is in the air. I'm feeling pretty good. Except um, for that frog in your throat. Yeah, I'm also feeling. A little, <laughs> I got a little bit of a cold too. So, hey, uh, this is a double dip for us. We've recorded twice today. This is uh, some exciting things on the horizon for us. So um, good to be back and good to go double dipping. And we have with us a very special guest, Flory from BlockFi, the co-founder. How are you, Flory? Hey, doing pretty well. Feeling the springtime allergies as well. Oh boy, I wish I could say I really felt like it was spring yet. It's like I get a day of hot or warm, I guess, and then a day it was like minus three again today and all that stuff. And we actually just in have Cynthia with us. Cynthia, what up? Hi, I'm here. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> it has been very much springtime here in Florida. Actually, it has felt Stop like it. summer. It's Stop been it 80 right degrees. And <laughs> I took my kids to the beach for like four days during spring break. It was amazing. No. I am jealous. I'm jealous. But I am feeling those springtime allergies too. It sucks. That's the only bad part. Do you get allergies down there? Like I don't even know. Don't, oh yeah. It, like well, what? we're not like. I thought all that four local you guys we drank also- in Jacksonville uh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> eliminated your immune Just system. Just kills everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Awesome. Well, it is glad we are glad to be back. We are glad to have Flory here. Um, Flory. So let's start with how you got to where you are today. So how did you get into crypto? What did you do before? Where has the, how did this journey start to where you are right now? Yeah, awesome. So I actually think I have a pretty common story, which is uh, my friend read about it on Reddit. Um, basically it was like my friend's boyfriend kept talking about Bitcoin. And the first time he like introduced me to the idea, he told it to me like three times, like over the course of an hour. And then we were at a party later tonight and he kept talking about it to everybody that he ran into because he was just obsessed with it. And I kind of like tuned it out, um, which taught me a valuable lesson in listening to everybody. Cause that was the what year, what of year 2017. Was this? Yeah. What yeah. year? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It okay. was like Jan 2017. So oops. Um, <laughs> but later, 
uh, one of my friends who's an engineer actually sat me down and kind of explained um, how a decentralized platform worked. And that was in April of 2017. Um, so when I was looking at bios, I've always felt like I was late to the party from joining in 2017. Um, but I actually think that in crypto, that kind of makes me an old timer or like somewhere in the middle. Um, <laughs> yes. And then in August of 2017, my co-founder Zach and I uh, decided to start BlockFi. That's pretty interesting. So we are all around the similar. I, I have exact, pretty much similar time frame to you. So that March, April, twenty seventeen, uh, Chamber was uh, the is the resident top buyer. Q four. Q four. Yeah. Q Q four. <laughs> oh boy. And Cynthia outdates us all. Cynthia, when when exactly did you get in? I don't even remember. It was the end of 2016. I was going to say Feb 2016. Okay. Feb 2009. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So Cynthia is Satoshi. So what, were you, so what were you doing before crypto um, that led you into kind of, um, you know, what you've parlayed into BlockFi now? Yeah, so actually Cynthia and I have a lot in common. I did a little bit of stalking before, and um, I actually used to work in lending as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I came from another fintech platform that used to make loans to small businesses all across the U.S., and uh, Zach, my co-founder, also worked in fintech in New York, so we knew each other through that, and he had this idea for making loans backed by crypto. And I had never worked in crypto or blockchain related technologies before, but I knew everything there was to know about lending. So I thought it was like the perfect fit to get to touch a new technology that I didn't really know that much about and also get to use everything that I already knew about lending. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So uh, you had mentioned your your friend said kind of showed you the um, I guess the light when it comes to decentralization and, and a decentralized platform. What was it about that that really, um, you know, got you got you interested? Yeah, I think um, I've never really been able to wrap my mind around why one company um, should own all of our data, right? So it really comes down to um, like scalability, um, like security, and being able to share data across a distributed network. Um, I don't like being like beholden to kind of like one platform. So the idea of being able to share information in a more efficient way um, across a variety of like servers, if you will, um, made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, we've, we had uh, um, Crystal Rose on from Sense, and she kind of talked to us uh, a lot in detail about, um, you know, why decentralization was important to her, and it sounds very similar there as well. Um, all right, so now I have a, I have a follow-up is, question, oh, actually. Yeah, Go ahead, you, you said you were creeping us uh, before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little. It was like a very like safe creepy, not like I was creepy, really worried creepy. because my two my two biggest uh, participation tweets were one was about weed and. The other one was about American cheese. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah, so, yeah, you're and, so I'm like, oh yeah. shoot. <laughs> so, yeah. My tweets made up light. for your guys. Yeah, no, I saw those and I was like, we're gonna get along just fine. All right, cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Chamber, wait, I, I need to go back to this. You don't have American cheese or what? So in Canada, no. Well, you didn't we didn't know I, what it was. So uh, 
I've always heard about American cheese. <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, you know, watching TV and whatnot, you would see it, uh, cooking shows and whatnot. Uh, and I'm like, well, I have no idea what this is. And I had never seen so much participation on a tweet out of all my tweets. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I'm a cheese Everybody had an opinion. Like, I love cheese. I always do cheese platters for parties and stuff. And I can tell you that American cheese is, like, the least exciting. So you're not missing anything. Uh, Flory, uh, you need to weigh in on the cheese debate here. Well, I wanted to know if you've tried American cheese yet. So <laughs> I think the consensus is I have because everybody kept saying, like, Kraft Singles were American cheese, basically. That yeah, is not that American counts. cheese. No? That's oh, hash- God. First that debate. is, like, garbage. <laughs> That is garbage cheese. That's not even real cheese. I mean, well, I mean, I, I'm there's gonna... beer and there's good beer and there's bad beer. I right. think it definitely okay. qualifies okay. as American cheese. I would it's a step say, up from Cheese Whiz or something. I would say a grilled cheese and a, and a cheeseburger, you would need a Kraft Single. So no that, that makes it good. I'm a cheese snob, though, so I can't really... <laughs> but I was under the impression there was big blocks of American cheese. There is. And that's what people are saying. That, that I've is. never tried. That I've I never like tried. big blocks and I can't... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you've completely derailed us yeah, here... Sorry uh, about that, Flory. <laughs> well, Flory, what is, what's your favorite cheese? Um, I'm a very big <laughs> proponent of uh, melted cheese, specifically in mozzarella sticks. So it's that... Nice. There you go. Outside... Now she's going. <laughs> There's nothing worse than an overcooked mozzarella stick, though, where like the cheese is like gone, and all you're left with is that. Is the like, breading? Yeah. I would argue worst. that an undercooked mozzarella stick might be worse. I agree. Uh, okay, I would agree yeah, with, I would agree with Florian as well. But I just want the cheese, you know. Because you need that crisp. If it's undercooked, it's no bueno. It's like mushy. You, yeah, you bite in and it's cold in the like, center. Yeah, cold hard center. No I know what I'm eating after we get off here, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to Rex Podcast, the most cheese-positive podcast in all of Crystal. I was I was just blown away by the participation uh, on that particular question. It was it was really it was really throwing me for a loop. So. Yeah, because usually your tweets get like one like, or two likes, and I mean they're basically <laughs> mine from my alternate accounts. Uh, so right. yeah, it's, it was very strange. Yeah, I have put out some really like intellectual, smart tweets, but like all of my shit posts get the most interaction. It's funny and sad at the same time. I'm converting strictly <laughs> to cheese Twitter. Yeah, cheese this. Twitter yeah. where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag wreck cheese. Block, cheese. Cheese block fi. Uh, cheese block fi. Yeah. Yes, that has got to be our hashtag for this one. Okay, that's our hashtag. There you go. Perfect. All right, let's go back. Sorry. So, Flory, how does block fi start? Yeah, so we basically realized that um, crypto investors needed access to the same financial products that people can use in US dollars, right? So if, or in any type of currency. So if you have fiat, you can open a bank account, you can put it in savings and earn interest, and you can pay your credit card off with it. And there's all these things that there's no reason really why you shouldn't be able to do it with Bitcoin or ETH or Litecoin or other assets. So we, Zach and I realized, hey, like we're in the perfect position to build this bridge between traditional financial products and crypto. And the first thing that we decided to build was a loan backed by crypto. So we figured there were a lot of people that have been investing, well, at least two of us on this podcast, maybe three, (laughs) um, for a while, and they had significant holdings. But people in general don't want to sell because you believe in the future price appreciation. And also, if you sell, um, you incur sometimes what's called like long-term capital 
gains tax, which is pretty onerous. So instead, um, you can borrow against your crypto. And it's very similar kind of to like a pawn shop where you give us your Bitcoin, ETH, Litecoin, and we'll give you US dollars. And whenever you want it back, you pay back the loan and you get back your crypto. So we started that That's in January cool. of 2018. Yeah, we can go into like a whole That's different cool. podcast about taxes, but we'll skip that portion <laughs> for now. Um, but yeah, it works the same as like borrowing against your home. So Cynthia, you probably know a little bit about that. Yes. I do. Um, I would. And by the way, I would love to talk to you when we get off of here to hear about your background and lending and stuffing. Yeah, there aren't a lot of us uh, lending nerds out there, but <laughs> there really aren't. There really yeah. aren't. Um, but yeah, so we started lending in January 2018. Um, did that the whole year, and then early this year we launched our second product, which is basically the same thing as like a savings account, but it's for crypto. So people can deposit their crypto through BlockFi, and right now we're offering six percent on Bitcoin and ETH. So it's even better than what banks. Six percent! Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, we, you know, crypto and Bitcoin and ETH are um, much more dynamic than U.S. dollars. Um, so we wanted to make sure that uh, we were offering a interest amount that kind of reflected that. Yeah, that's really interesting. So Absolutely. to to go back to your loan, um, the loan products. So essentially, you know, you're just uh, collateralizing people's crypto accounts so they don't have to sell their holdings to acquire a loan. Is that basically it? Yeah, it's exactly right. So don't sell your crypto. Posted with that's loan. super attractive to me. That's super attractive. Yeah, because it's I mean, like, I've always in- thought about what. I, why, like, I don't want to sell it, but like, there's not much you can do with it at this moment if you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, and question. for people that, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, sorry. Um, you started January 2018. Yes. Uh, we were founded in August sorry, t- sorry, 2017. 2017. I keep forgetting it's yeah. 2019 already. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So and it's the end of March. He's cheese drunk. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drunk, <laughs> drunk on that American have, cheese. Have your edibles hidden? No, hidden not yet? today. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all in. Um, but, so, for example, I take out a loan with using Bitcoin or, or Ethereum. It doesn't matter. Uh, but the price of Bitcoin is $15,000. And I take out that loan. What happens? Is there some sort of uh, reconciliation process that happens um, as Bitcoin takes a nosedive? Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, so there are two things that happen. Um, as the price goes down, uh, you have to post what's called like additional margin. So you can send us more crypto to kind of balance out the amount of dollars that you have out versus the now like less worth crypto right yeah Um, absolutely yeah so that's what's called a margin call and if basically that continues to fall past a certain trigger then our system will actually automatically sell a portion of your crypto to rebalance the loan however our platform's super dynamic so if at any time you want to pay off your loan and get back your crypto so that you don't have to manage that risk you can do that Um, with our platform you can also set uh, automated limits so basically, you can tell us, hey, if crypto hits 6000 back in the day or 2000 just sell enough to close out my loans so that right. you don't have to deal with it. Interesting. Very interesting, actually. Um, yeah, I can definitely see why that's attractive. So with the reverse... It definitely be tr- is, I mean, sorry. Go ahead. It, Go ahead. Uh, just you hear about people who have had to 
sell their crypto because they've had some kind of emergency come up that they weren't prepared for, so they had to cash out. Um, so this is definitely a really super cool idea. Yeah, one of my favorite use cases was um, one of our customers, his wife found out how much crypto he owned and what it was worth. And she was like trying to force him to sell it so that he could redo their kitchen. And he started like frantically Googling like other ways to access liquidity. And then he found block. How can I hide this from my wife? Thank God, access cash. I don't have to sell and I can redo my kitchen. That's That's hilarious. That's awesome. I mean, my wife could, wants to redo I, our kitchen too. So <laughs> you could kind of, I mean, like you could, you could go, I mean, Cynthia, this would tie into you, but like you go buy a house like that. If you had the, the, you know, collateral to do so, it's interesting to, yeah, for sure. It's interesting to think about for sure. So, um, what kind of, uh, what kind of rates are, are, or does it even work like that? What kind of rates do people get on loans like that? Yeah, so it depends on how much collateral you post. So if you post like five times the amount of crypto as the loan amount, then our interest rates actually start at 4.5%, which is even lower than a lot of bank loans. Um, If you want to collateralize at like two to one, so two times Bitcoin to dollars, um, our interest rates 11.25%. Interesting. That's pretty so, good. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I would, th- I would think that. I so mean, yeah, and oh, the one say, last thing is that yeah. um, uh, the payments are interest only. So unlike most loans where you have to pay back a portion of your loan, you only have to pay back interest. So the payments are pretty small on a monthly basis. Oh wow, cool. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say. So if if I were to put down, say three Bitcoin, and get the 7.9 percent yeah. is the interest rate on that one but what happens in the in the inverse where it just skyrockets to the moon you know in a month's time it's fifty thousand dollars of bitcoin do i get some sort of like credit line or i have you know what i mean do you get some sort yeah. of backup so you as can, far as if i want to yeah you can reset the loan at any time right so if the price goes up um you can basically either access more cash or release some of the crypto that you have posted with us, right? Because now you don't need to post as much to have that 2x amount, right? And could you theoretically flip some of that into the um, into the savings plan, like into the 6% savings plan? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So you could just transfer. So we haven't built yeah, it yet, you. but we're going to build like what's called like auto sweep. So if you have like excess collateral posted, it'll just get automatically put into our interest account. That's interesting. Very interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, talk a little bit more about the interest account and how that came about and things like that. I I saw it uh, announced and uh, it made some it made some waves for sure. So talk yeah. a little bit about how that came to be and anything you want to talk about there. Yeah. So we kept um, seeing right. So there's people that wanted to access liquidity, and I think that's like a portion of crypto owners. Um, but we also saw that there's a lot of people including some people on our team that were keeping their crypto literally in their sock drawer. Um, So (laughs) we realized, (laughs) I mean, do you really want to say that to all your listeners? (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, this is where I keep it. Um, No, but we were like, He doesn't have a lot, it's okay. (laughs) We realized that it's like, all right, 
so there's got to be a better way for people to store their assets. And um, at BlockFi, we have this great partnership with Gemini. Um, so all of our crypto is stored directly on Gemini. Um, so our first thought process was, okay, well, what if we start offering people this like free custody solution through us? And then that got, kind of got the ball rolling and we realized, no, we should actually structure it like an interest account at a like a bank, like you could get at Chase. Um, so then we started building that out with our legal team and we ended up with a 6% interest account for Bitcoin and ETH. That's super interesting. So that was my question was who owns the custody and how how that all works. So it, um, so talk about that a little more. Talk about custody like I'm five years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, BlockFi is offering an interest account and we partner with a separate company, Gemini. Um, anytime that you log on and you want to send us crypto, you click deposit and you see a wallet address come up. That wallet address is actually BlockFi's account at Gemini. So your crypto goes directly to Gemini and BlockFi never touches um, the private keys or the crypto. Interesting. So that's super, uh, that's super attractive too to me instead of, um, you know, the just sending it out to, I guess, a, a third party, um, you know, trusted third party, I guess. And that's kind of uh, so what feedback have you guys gotten with that so far? Because obviously there's, uh, you know, part of the crypto community that is, you know, if you don't own your keys, you don't own your Bitcoin, all that kind of stuff. Um, what kind of feedback have you gotten there? Yeah, I would definitely say um, it's mixed. So for people that really care about security and do their research on the different types of custodians that are out there, um, I actually think that us partnering with Gemini has been a huge selling point. Um, so a lot of a lot of our customers basically weren't willing to take their crypto out of their sock drawer until they saw that there was a company that was partnering with a custodian and that we were separated, right? We're two different companies. Um, so I think a lot of people are kind of worried about um, you know, like company risk, like what happens if someone like runs away with the keys. And I think the fact that there's a third party involved in storage um, makes a lot of our customers feel safer. So if if, uh, you know, somebody if BlockFi decides, hey, I'm going to uh, pull a Quadriga X and just somebody <laughs> runs away with the only password, uh, people will still have some recourse to get to their funds. Is that correct? Uh, so like any other account, Gemini has the ability to shut us down at any time. Um, and unlike Quadriga, um, there is no one person that has the password for all of the crypto, which That's doesn't <laughs> make any sense if you're building a company. Right. Um, I think that, I mean, that is, Chamber, what do you think about the, the savings account portion? I love it. I, well, I, I have I was... a question about it. Because I'm thinking about, I want to seriously do this. Is there um, like a minimum or a maximum amount that you can deposit into the savings account to earn this the interest? Yeah, so our minimum is one Bitcoin or 25 ETH. And right now our maximum is just a million dollars across all accounts. Um, and okay. there's no withdrawal limit, so you can withdraw it at any time. Cool. And, that, you, can, and you can do that whenever. There's not a lockup. There's nothing like that. Um, there's no lockup. We reserve seven days to give it back to you, but typically it takes us sure, 24 hours. Okay. 
Yeah, that's nothing. Um, I think that's important because, uh, you know, there is a, especially when you think about where bringing in new people to the space is going to happen. And part of what makes bringing in new people hard is the ease of use. And part, and a big part of that is, you know, storing your own crypto and knowing how to do it and doing it safely. And I, I could see many, many, many people not wanting to, uh, you know, have their, be their own bank. You know, there is a, there is a, um, convenience and security that comes along with having a bank account uh and i think that what you're talking about here is totally a way to you know really ease that person into uh someone new or even just someone that doesn't feel great about their own custody um giving them an option an option to do such a thing and make a pretty awesome return on it as well yeah definitely i think one of the best questions that we got were a few customers that reached out to us and they were like, how can I buy crypto to be able to use this product? And that to me is the dream, right? Like getting people that aren't using Bitcoin or Ethereum or the assets that we support to actually convert into crypto. That's amazing because uh, there you just flipped it, right? It's not, oh, I wanna buy crypto how do i do it it's how do i how do i use your product because that's going to give me a better return than my damn bank right exactly yeah yeah i mean that's super interesting and now and then when you get um when you get your funds back it's just in the same way you got them right yeah exactly so um all interest is paid out in the asset that you've deposited right So if you deposit in Bitcoin, you get interest paid out on a monthly basis in Bitcoin. If you deposit ETH, you get interest paid out in ETH. And then when you withdraw, you just get whatever's in your account sent back to you. That's awesome. Um, So, all right, let's, before we get any further here, how can people find you? How can they, what's the process look like? Yeah, so just go to BlockFi.com. I think there's a button to create an account. Um, you should be able to put in your email address. Uh, you verify your email, and then it should only take two minutes. Um, you just submit your information, upload a picture of your ID, and then you should be able to unlock uh, your Bitcoin and your ETH deposit addresses for the interest account. Um, and if you want to apply for a loan, you just click on your loan size, and you'll get your loan documents right there on your screen. Now, I think Chamber asked this, and uh, pardon me if he did. It, so, like, now say I have the I, I have the interest account, and I decide, oh, my fiancé wants to redo our kitchen. I can, kind, I can take a loan essentially from what I already have deposited in that uh, savings account. Is that correct? Uh, so you do have to choose, right? Do you want your crypto to be earning interest, or do you want to put it towards a loan? But you can have both. Got it. Or all three, ETH account, Bitcoin account, loan account, whatever you want. I want all the accounts. <laughs> I want all of them. <laughs> I want all the accounts. I want all the accounts. Because I think, and I think personally, so the um, the Bitcoin, it's not a dollar amount in the savings account, right? It's your Bitcoin amount. So for Chamber's question before, Bitcoin goes to the moon and uh you know, you're not missing out on those gains per se, correct? Because you're what you've put in that interest account is Bitcoin and not a US dollar version, right? Exactly. 
So the amount that you put in, like one Bitcoin, is the amount you get out. And if you really want to go into the nitty gritty, the formula for how much interest you get paid is your Bitcoin that you deposited times 6% divided by 12. And that's the amount of Bitcoin that you get paid out on a monthly basis. And then the next month, the interest is based off of the Bitcoin that you deposited plus the amount of interest you earned the last month, which is so compounding. It's yes. Right. Oh, my God. That's very <laughs> cool. <laughs> right? I'm going to open up one of these accounts when we get off of here. All right. So what's the, <laughs> what's the downside? Like, why wouldn't you want to do this? Is it just straight up custodial, in your opinion, guys? Yeah. I mean, I, can me? I mean, we're super transparent. Yeah, you guys go, and I'll, and, and I'll, I'll back I, you I would say that be that would be the only thing stopping people would would be that they don't you know they don't own the keys or they don't hold the keys. Um, but I mean, if you can get get your head around that, I mean, it's, it seems to be a no brainer, right? I mean, six percent. I lo- like I lose six percent a day <laughs> yeah. trading, so I mean, I'd rather. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can put true. half with BlockFi, then lose six percent trading, and then and break even. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. and then you break even, and you still have all your Bitcoin. That's really uh, funny. Um, yeah, Cynthia, what about you? What do you What do you think? I think it's awesome. I like. I'm kind of mad that I didn't know about this until now. I seriously want to open up one of these savings accounts when I well, get off of new. here. Well, this is new. The the savings portion is brand new. You guys just okay. launched this what at the beginning of March? Uh, yeah, I think it was March fifth, March sixth. But it, okay, it seems cool. like so long ago because we actually um, we tripled the amount of users that we thought we were going to have by the end of March. So this product Holy has just been wow, good insane. for you. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Good for that's you awesome. guys. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out. So um, anybody else who thought this was awesome um, and is interested, please go check out BlockFi. Um, did you have anything else to add to that, Flory, uh, based on what I was just saying? Um, yeah, I think if anyone has questions, I really urge you to email support at BlockFi.com or actually even give us a call. Um, one of the things I love about our company is our team. Um, everyone's like super intelligent, super responsive. Um, if you have any questions about our product, uh, we try to differentiate ourselves by being like real people that you can talk to. Um, so don't hesitate to reach out. I do have another question, actually. Um, is there a native token associated with BlockFi? Uh, we get that a lot, and unfortunately, we don't. Um, Not unfortunately, necessarily. That's a good thing. Yeah. One of I know. Few. Well, unfortunately for people that want to buy it, but right. um, yeah, we made the decision really early on that it didn't really make sense to make people buy a token to get a loan. Like we just couldn't wrap our our sure. minds around that use mm-hmm. case. Um, mm-hmm. So we just did the the traditional way of starting a company um, where we bootstrapped it for a few months and and then just raised some some capital and here we are BlockFi, the only company that didn't ico (laughs) (laughs) right that's That's huge we dealt with the same thing with our company and we had we talked about using tokens as well but i'm that was my whole thing too it's like are we really going to ask somebody to buy a token just to switch that over into their loan and it just doesn't make any sense yeah, the, so, and I yeah. think like it causes other frictions, right? As as you're looking to scale and maybe like partner with different platforms and things like that. I think it it just made it lending and finance. It's complicated enough. There's so many regulations involved that um, we just try to keep it as simple as possible. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so um, everybody go check them out. I'm going to be signing up as soon as we get done here. Um, to, who else on the team, uh, who else can people look for on the team? Uh, so of the people that started the company, um, so mm-hmm. it's myself, my co-founder, um, Zach Prince, um, and actually we wouldn't have been able to do any of this without our chief risk officer. His name's Rene Van Kesteren, and he actually used to manage structured lending for Bank of America for 15 years. Um, and I actually like to call him our unicorn oh. because aside from knowing the entire like financial industry and being able to build out our entire risk model, this guy also knows how to code, um, which is crazy. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So sometimes he'll just like He dive is a in. unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> Guys like him don't exist, and he's awesome. Um, if you want to have another BlockFi guest on, he is a hoot, and I definitely recommend talking to him. Um, and then we have an amazing uh, director of operations, Ken Dupree, who actually came from Guggenheim. So he used to um, manage middle and back office for Guggenheim Securities. So we basically have a team of tenured professionals that have been doing this in the financial industry for years, um, helping us put it all together. That's awesome. You guys sound like you have an awesome team there. Um, so we and we'll definitely have you guys back on again to chat sometime in the near future as well. Um, but we now you know after we get into the nitty gritty we like to we wouldn't be wrecked podcast if we didn't have some fun (laughs) so uh we are going to go through one of our favorite segments with you the wrecked rapid fire oh boy so (laughs) these are these are just some random questions uh we already asked you what your favorite cheese was (laughs) so uh they're going to be a lot along the lines of that um so i'll start it off here um what is what was the first altcoin you ever purchased uh ooh, i don't know if this is going to get me some haters but i have not purchased any (laughs) altcoins I'm just Ooh, ever. true, wow. just like Bitcoin through and She's through. She's a true maximalist. That's amazing, actually. I bet you you are probably in the like top. I mean, the bottom like one percent, maybe that has never yeah, touched an altcoin. I don't know, man. I like came from lending, so I'm like super risk averse, and I'm like, okay, great. This is like the equivalent to gold. Let's just do it and stick with it. I love. Turns that out that was a pretty smart move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, right? uh, it's funny. More and more, uh, as I as I get deeper and deeper into crypto, I start uh, going more and more towards that mentality, which is, uh, I think that's what's going to happen to me soon. So altcoins to me are going to be the bear market less and less the in my bear, portfolio. Bear market definitely taught me some lessons. I think <laughs> my portfolio now. I think. I mean, it used to be. I think ninety percent alts. <laughs> yeah, that's what when you when we used to this, when we first started this, you were over ninety percent. I'll tell alts. you what it is. Are we counting ETH as an alt? We're not counting ETH. Uh, I wouldn't count okay. that. No. If we're not I mean, counting ETH, is, I think I'm at like yeah, like fifty percent. Huh, that's How much do you better. deal with the stress? No, forty percent. <laughs> sorry, I'm only forty percent alts. Uh, I just also, want to know, yeah, how emotionally, is, how do you deal with this? Um, a lot of, um, a lot of drugs. You see his hair, Flory, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't have any hair left. <laughs> the, I have to wear the hat to, uh, to it hurts my skin. It hurts, took his yeah, hair. It definitely hurts my head. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, non non crypto question. Um, what is your all time favorite movie? Mm. Oh boy. Um, God, I like now. I'm just thinking of like the nerdiest movie of all time. Uh, Do it's it. So lame. This is a safe no, space. I can't. <laughs> it's like it's like from the 1950s, and I'm only thinking about this because I wrote about it in a college application, which was Singing in the Rain. But there have oh. definitely been like oh. way better movies. Fun since fact then. about Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Singing in the rain. Fun fact. Singing in the rain. I just learned the other Love day. Love that movie. Is uh, in the scene, uh, the Singing in the Rain song scene. They actually added milk to the water to uh, get the rain to pop more on uh, on no camera. Way. Yeah, little oh, known wow. fact, people. Fun fact, yeah, chamber. Little, little chamber fun wow. fact for you. That, that we that was not pre-rehearsed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a free podcast, and you get nuggets like that. Absolutely. Um, and all right, somehow we're always rain. circling back to the cheese theme somehow. Da- some sort of dairy product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dairy. You can tell what uh, Chambers' favorite food group is, right? It's just big time cheese yes. and maple syrup. <laughs> Those are the only two things in Canada, I think. Yeah. Um, how about this one? We always ask this one. What is your go-to karaoke song? Mm. Um, oh, uh Kiss Me by, uh, what's the name? Sixpence. Oh, oh, yeah. Sixpence, none the richer. Yes! There you go. God, I love you even more. <laughs> I'm giving like the lamest answers. I Those swear are... I have like a really fun side too, but. The lamer the I, I don't better. know. If you would get up and sing Sixpence, none the richer at karaoke night, you would probably bring the house down. I'm not even going to lie about that. <laughs> um, For episode all right. two on Wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, when, you come, when you come back, we're just doing karaoke, and that's it, and you're going to go. Um, Chamber, you got one? Uh, a, a karaoke song or a rapid-fire question? A rapid-fire. I, I was going to... We'll take both. I was going to say... <laughs> yeah, we'll take my, both. <laughs> I don't know. I actually uh, witnessed some very good uh, karaoke over the last couple of weeks. I was away. Were you watching me sing in the shower again? No, I was... <laughs> That's a that's a that's a separate feed I have in the house. Um, no, I, I watched them. I, I I probably saw four extremely good karaoke performances in one evening. I mean, I was pretty wow. drunk, but I thought that, I thought it was pretty what, high. Like, what did they sing? Um, there was one girl. Um, I say girl because she must have been twenty years old, um, and she came out. I'm 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 not very cool, so I'm gonna say like a rap song. Uh, I think it was Meek Mill. For the for the kids out there, <laughs> I don't even. know. Yeah, I didn't know is. who it was either. <laughs> but she destroyed it. I had never heard the song before, and I thought it, she she did it as if it was her own song. She yeah. wasn't looking at the yeah. she wasn't looking at the monitor. She stage dove into the crowd with the mic. It was bananas. Uh, wow. Yeah, just this little unassuming young young gal and she just destroyed this song. Um, Dang, I saw somebody do. Amazing. I saw some white guy do a killer version of James Brown living in America. Oh, like killed it. Um, those are, yeah, those are the two that are sticking out, but I, I bet you That's I saw four crazy. or five really good ones. All right. Next rapid fire question here. Um, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Who is your celebrity crush? Ooh, uh, definitely Chris Hemsworth. For oh. sure. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the Hemsworth. <laughs> He just seems so strong. He is so strong and dreamy. I mean, he's ridiculous. I'm a guy. I mean, I can, I can, I can tip my hat to that one. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think I, I really appreciate also the fact that um, he's pretty funny, 
right? Yep. He's just he's not just a good looking dude. He's no. actually really funny. So um, that, yeah, that's funny. Uh, Cynthia, did we ever get your celebrity crush? I don't know if you were on when we asked the last time. Oh, and Cynthia's <laughs> not there. <laughs> <laughs> do we get, You're do we never going to get the answer to that one. Did we get yours? No. Who, I don't know. I think I know. Um, I think I said uh, I was Wedding Crashers Rachel McAdams. That's a good one. Like the pinnacle oh, of my celebrity right. crush. For for the exact same reason as Flory. It's like she's hilarious in that movie also. I agree. As well Attractiveness as, you know, plus stunning. funniness is, is, is a big key. Yes, for sure. So, oh, there she is. Who's yours? Sorry, sorry. I had to step away. Kids. Uh, celebrity crush, number one. You know what? This is so, like, cliche and he's everybody's, but I feel like the older he gets, the sexier he is, yeah. is Brad Pitt. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Oh, Brad. Nice. <laughs> Total hottie. All right. I thought you were going to go with George Clooney, but I'll take Brad. <laughs> close second. Clooney's a tr- close second. All right. Let's go with two more here, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, how about what would be on your where's a place that's on your travel bucket list okay yeah I actually have a lot of places but the weirdest place that I want to go to is um, Socotra Yemen and it is an island Island. off of the coast of Yemen Yemen. and And it's described as the most alien place on earth whoa Whoa. that's crazy crazy. what would what the hell why so alien like how so um, basically, um, the trees and the animals, animals and the wildlife um, all were developed kind of in a bubble. Um, so uh, you guys should look it up. It just really looks like you're on a different planet. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to have to add that to my bucket list on uh, of travel as well. And then let's go with, let's see, how about growing up, what was your favorite band or album or any of those kind kind of things. I'm interested to hear uh, this one. Yeah, <laughs> so um growing up, so it's I actually the, uh, <laughs> the soundtrack the soundtrack to uh that Freddie Prince Jr. movie with Kiss Me. Oh no, she's all that? <laughs> no, yeah, no, she's no. all that. <laughs> so actually my parents are from Argentina. Um so I learned Spanish before I learned English. Um, and then I also grew up in New Jersey, which all of that led to me being a really angsty teenager. So you never learned and English I, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I I'm actually not Jersey speaking too. English right now. We're in a dream. Um, so, uh, my favorite band is probably like a tie between like Green Day and Blink-182. Oh my God. Yes. We, uh, that's the New Jersey angst. I grew up in New Jersey also, and I listened to Blink-182, Enema of the States, probably uh, until it broke. Uh, I'm more of a, I'm more of a Cheshire like, Cat guy myself. It's like still on your Spotify, like top songs from last year, yes. just because you listened to it so much in your youth. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, that we won't put you through any more of these embarrassing rapid fire questions, but we had an awesome time speaking with you. Awesome time learning about BlockFi. I'm surely going to go check it out uh, literally as soon as we get off here. Any, uh, any last items here that you want to make sure everybody knows where to find you, anything like that? No, um, thanks for having me on uh, BlockFi.com for anyone out there, and don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we're here to talk to you. What's your What's That's your awesome. Twitter handle? Your you, Twitter handle, Flory. Uh, founder Flory. Uh, founder Flory. I'm gonna have to follow you now. Do you guys have a Telegram? Uh, yeah, we do. BlockFi. Cool. Cool. 
Cool. We will tweet all of that stuff out when this episode comes out. So if uh, you will be listening to this on Thursday, um, go and check out our tweet to find all the places that you can find Flory and BlockFi. Uh, Flory, we really appreciate your time. It was an awesome uh, conversation, and thank you. Um, we hope to have you guys all on again soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And everybody else, until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice.